All right, good morning, everyone. It is good to be together today. We're going to go ahead and get started this morning. My name is John Gallagher, and I am the lead pastor here at Embrace, and I just want to welcome each and every one of you here this morning. If you're visiting with us, I want to give you a special welcome this morning, and if you have any questions or need anything during the service, we have greeters at our welcome tables. Um, They can help you, Um, and after service, I'd be happy to talk with you about anything that may be on your heart or on your mind. Yes, that is worth a cheer. I like it. Um, Also, when you come in on the tables, there are announcement sheets, and that goes out through email as well, and if you want to get those emails and aren't getting them, then let us know, and we can put you on the list. But I encourage you to read through those announcements because they are important. They got good stuff on there um, that we all need to know about, uh, stuff that's going on in our community. So if you haven't gotten an announcement sheet, I encourage you to grab one. Also, if you would like to give an offering this morning and support our church financially, then you can do that um, through giving online. There's a QR code in those Connect cards, and there's also, um, you can go to our website, embraceyourcity.com as well, and you can also give in these boxes by the door as well. If you need prayer on the cards, there's actually a spot to write prayer requests, and you can put those in the box as well, and we have a prayer team that prays for those every week. And then I'd just like to remind people each week as well that we have this service um, streamed on the TV in the cafe. So I know sometimes like a worship service, all the activity, all the stuff can be a bit overwhelming. Sometimes you're just feeling like I might need to step out. Maybe for a family reason, you might need to step out. Um, You can go in there, and if the volume's not up high enough, just turn it up on the TV. The video will be there, and you can participate and watch in there if you need to. Also, we're so happy to have all our kids here. Our kids are always welcome in our service, Um, but we do have the Wonder Room, which will be in just a little bit after our music, Um, and the kids will be invited to go up there. They are also welcome to stay in our service as well. Uh, We love all the noise of children and all that, so that's great. Um, So if you've got kids with you, uh, we love it that they're here in our church with us this morning. And uh, so I think that's the main announcements I have. So we're going to begin our worship by standing as we're able. Um, if, you ever just, if you ever just want to sit during worship, you're welcome to. Um, I, sometimes in church, I'm like, I'm like, why are we everyone giving orders to people all the time? Like, stand and sit. Uh, you're invited to stand. You don't have to. Um, if you ever just want to sit and, and worship in that way, you're totally welcome. If you'd like to dance, you can worship that way. If you'd like to come kneel at the altar, you can do that. If you'd like to pace throughout the room, you can do that as well. Uh, however you need to worship this morning. But we're going to say this call to worship together as we begin um, this service. Oh Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you. As the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Not be moved 
that we say every week here at Embrace. We know nothing is able to separate us from the love of God 
in Jesus Christ. So let us in freedom confess the wrong that we have done. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, right now what we're going to do is we're just going to turn to a few people around you. For the introverts in the room, this might feel like, ah, this is my least favorite thing we do every Sunday. Extroverts, I know y'all are loving it, um, but we got to push ourselves a little bit. You know, we are comfortable with being uncomfortable here, as we said last week. Um, So it's a good time to meet somebody, to get to know someone, to hear something from someone. And so what we do is we turn to uh, two or three people, four people around you, share something you're grateful for, also your name, and then you can also share a lament or um, something that, that maybe is upsetting you this morning, something weighing heavy on your heart if you have something like that to share as well. So let's do that, and I'll call you back together in just a few moments.
All right, if y'all want to take maybe a minute, start wrapping up your conversations, make sure everybody has a chance to share, uh, we'll call us back in just a moment. All right, we're going to continue in worship this morning, so uh, as y'all are wrapping up, I invite y'all to stand once again um, as we continue to worship God through song. Sing that again. 
God of glory, you are able through your power to be faithful. God of mercy, every moment you are near to me. You are near. You are near to me. In the middle of the night, I'll pray with confidence. In the middle of a fight, you're greater still. In the middle of a fire, your love is holding me. You are, you are my song. And you're my hope when hope is gone. So I will cast my cares on you, the Almighty. I will cast my cares on you because you're good. I will cast my cares on you because you love me. You love me. Oh, 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 because you love me. Oh, 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 because you love me. Trust. 
trusting that you are a faithful father all that you have it is good you're a generous giver your love's like no other won't you come and break through to me over and over and over again i am bringing my heart to you with open hands closer and closer you're drawing me in as the depths of my heart lay before you again over and over and over again i am bringing my heart to you with open hands closer and closer you're drawing me in as the depths of my heart lay before you again Every wall I've built up, every wall I've built up. Cause you deserve every piece of my heart, every piece of my heart, every piece of my heart. And Lord, I am trusting that you are a faithful Father. All that you have, it is good. You're a generous giver. Your love's like no other. Won't you come and break through to me over and over and over again? I am bringing my heart to you with open hands. Closer and closer, you're drawing me in. As the depths of my heart lay before you again. God, we thank you so much that you are open to us, that you are there for us, that your arms are open wide, inviting us to come. 
and be near you and be close to you. And as wars rage inside our hearts and even all around us, Lord, we, we need that comfort. We need that reminder that we can cast our cares upon you, that we can come to you in the midst of our chaos and confusion, in the midst of our grief and loneliness, in the midst of our sadness and pain, that you are there. I pray, Lord, that we would have the courage to open our hearts up to you, to open our lives up to you, to open our spirits up to you. To continue over and over and over again to come back to you and trust, God, that you are faithful. That you are loving, that you are gracious. That your desire to forgive us and make us right and to welcome us in is far greater than any desire in our hearts, Lord. Far greater than any sin or any problem or any pain that we're going through. So God, I pray we could rest a little bit this morning in you. Maybe feel a little bit more at peace, a little bit more grounded this morning as we've laid our hearts before you in worship. God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all maybe have a seat. So what we're going to do now is we're going to dismiss our children and our volunteers uh, for their time of, of learning and curiosity and, and encountering God in the Wonder Room. So if you are a child, four years old, up through fifth grade, then you're invited to go. If you're a parent and you have children here for the first time, or maybe you haven't been here in a very long time, um, I ask that you walk up with your child Introduce yourself to the teachers. Make sure you have the right forms filled out and everything. But let's give our kids and our volunteers a hand as they come up to the front. So we're going to enter into a time of prayer, like we do each week, and I know we've already prayed a little bit this morning, but we'll continue to take some space and time to pray. It's a, another heavy week that we've experienced. I know in your personal lives, many of you are going through a lot. Uh, many of you have maybe had new things pop up in your life, new tragedies, new heartbreak and loss. Uh, at the same time, we're also celebrating lots of wonderful things. We keep having babies born in this church, and um, the unofficial report is there's more that have been born this week. Uh, um, I think Liz and Eric had their baby this week, and uh, I think Michael and Betsy as well had their baby. And as we said, Christina um, had her, her and Ted had their baby a little bit before that. I don't know if I'm missing anyone. There's a lot of people having babies right now, um, but we are celebrating that as well. And so we come to God this morning with gratitude, and we come to God with lament. And that's true every single day of our lives, that we live in that tension that tension between the gratitude and the joy of following Jesus, but also the lament and the protest and the pain of seeing that this world is not as it should be and walking through very dark and difficult paths. And so uh, we can come to God with our full selves, and we can come to the altar and your seats 
in prayer and bring your full self to God, no matter what it is you're feeling. If you're feeling angry and frustrated and, and you really just all you have is just anger to direct towards God, it's okay. God can handle that. And God wants that. If you're coming this morning with so much joy and gratitude and you're just feeling good, then awesome. Let us feel some of that joy this morning and take that to God as well. Um, or if you're just feeling nothing this morning, that's okay too. Um, just bring yourself to God. So we're going to kneel at the altar. Um, those who want to join me, if you'd like to stay in your seats, totally cool as well. Um, but I'm just going to give us some space uh, to be quiet. I've had a lot of fun, loud music this morning, but we also need some space just to be quiet. So we're going to take some moments just to be quiet, and then I'll pray a prayer on our behalf, and we'll close by saying the Lord's Prayer together, and the words to that will be on the screen when we get to that point. Let's just take a moment to breathe. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. So take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he said that I will give you rest for your souls. God, we're praying that we could experience some of that rest this morning. Jesus said these words, living in a land that was experiencing violence and death. a brutal and oppressive occupation by a foreign power. And he still promised rest to those around him who were experiencing persecution and pain and violence. 
hardships of poverty and loss and grief. So God, we receive those words from you this morning and we pray that we could receive a word of rest. Sometimes, God, the the pain of walking on this earth is too much. Sometimes knowing about just a fraction of the suffering and violence and pain in our world is just too, too much for us. And God, we are just finite humans and we feel so powerless and overwhelmed at the face of powerful militaries and missiles and tanks. We feel powerless at the just scope of the systemic injustice and evil that is running through the DNA of so many places throughout our world, even right here at home in Lexington. We feel overwhelmed and powerless in the face of just the stress of trying to manage our families and raise children and be good spouses and deal with the loss of loved ones, of children and parents and cousins and friends and aunts and uncles. God, we feel overwhelmed. We're having doubts and we wonder where you are in the midst of all this. We wonder, Lord, if you say that you want peace for our world, where is the peace? We wonder how an all-powerful God could let A lot of this stuff continue to rage on, God, and these are questions that we continue to have, and we don't have answers to, and we're trying to have faith and trust in you in the midst of it. God, today my heart is heavy, and I know many others' hearts are heavy for just the lives that are being taken already, and the lives that are being lost, the Palestinian lives, and the Israeli lives, and many others, Lord. We're once again experiencing so much pain and loss because people with power continue to fight and cannot figure out a way to peace. Come, Lord Jesus, come. And God, I want to have the courage to pray that you would show us what we ought to do as comfortable people living here in America, but God, that's a risky prayer. And just to be honest, many of us maybe don't want the answer because it might be scary to know what it is you are calling us to do in the midst of these tragedies. But God, I pray we would have the courage to listen to your voice and know how we, Lord, can sow seeds of the kingdom, sow seeds of peace and love and goodness, starting right here at home, and how we can also make an impact and difference across our world. Lord, my heart is also heavy for Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds, thousands even, of immigrants who are coming this way, who are fleeing hardship, persecution and pain, and the effects of poverty and violence in Venezuela and other places in Central and South America, Lord. And we pray for them as they're on their journeys. And God, we lament the way that so many people talk about these folks, these people who are beloved, children of God, who are no different than us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, we would have hearts and the courage 
to know how we can respond with love and compassion and kindness. As new folks continue to come into our communities, that we would not lead with fear, but we would lead with love and courage. God, I could continue to talk all morning about a lot of the hard stuff that we're seeing. And so, God, we, we give it all to you. And we ask, God, that you would hold us and you would hold all your children across this world. And God, I continue to pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come make this right. Come set all this right, Lord. Come turn these guns into gardening tools. Come turn these tanks into to things that bring life and goodness, Lord. We pray you would destroy death and violence once and for all, and we pray you would do it soon. And in the meantime, God, help us to have courage and faith. And we pray especially for those who are experiencing just so much hardship and suffering right now, right here in Lexington, and then, of course, all across our world as people are experiencing war and violence poverty and all the different things that are just weighing them down, that you would give them extra strength and peace and perseverance to continue fighting and continue moving forward. Lord, we need you so much. And at the same time as we lament and we grieve, Lord, we also give thanks. We give thanks for babies that are being born, reminding us, God, that you are still moving, that you are still working, that new life is still being born among us with little effort from us, God, that you are still moving and you are working and new life is coming before us. And help us to celebrate that. And help that to be cause and reason to trust you, God. Another reason to have joy even in the midst of pain. That we could truly be people who dance in the darkness. Help us, Lord, to have eyes that are open put to both the horror and the hope. As hard as that is and as much courage as that takes, give us, Lord, that courage and strength to continue trusting you. God, we need you so much. And now we join together and pray this prayer that Jesus taught us, his disciples, to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for spending some time in prayer this morning. I feel like we're holding a lot right now, and we need Jesus, don't we? <laughs> Today is a special day for us, because we have a guest uh, speaker this morning. Um, Sally Johnson, who uh, you all may know is Sue Crone's sister. Uh, uh, Sue has been a leader and just an advocate and a compassionate person in our church for, for many years now. And, and through Sue, we've had the opportunity um, also to know Sally and for Sally to be invited into our church family. Sally's participated remotely with us all through the pandemic. Uh, Sally was on our worship services uh, more than a lot of folks here in our own neighborhood, which was cool. Um, and because she just such a wonderful person, and she brought so much joy even through the comments and through that kind of thing, and, and she's also been here to give updates and things about what she's been up to in Costa Rica for, for quite some time now. And so she was going to be in town, and I thought it'd be a great chance to hear from her. 
And so I'm going to go ahead and invite Sally up, and she can tell you a little bit more about herself. But let's give Sally a hand as she comes up to the front. Good morning. It's so nice to be here. I'm happy this morning to be here with you all. Uh, this time that I've been here, I've been here several times at Embrace, and this is the first time my husband is here with me, so I'd like to introduce my husband, Crosby. And I have some special friends with me, uh, Sharon and David Mead, who uh, Sharon has been my buddy for many, many years from back in Versailles. And David, uh, I met through Sharon from work teams with volunteers and missions with the Methodist Church. And then we also have Jim and Marla Myers here from Cincinnati. I met Jim this year, and I have met Marla today for the first time. Uh, and they are, both Sharon and Jim are part of our mission board, Hearts and Hands for Jesus. So we're just so happy to be here. I'd like to thank Pastor John for allowing me to speak this morning, and uh, Pastor Christina, who's not here. Uh, she's asked me to help with the youth, and also Pastor Tanya, who has given me words of encouragement uh, throughout the years. And so we're just happy to be here. This morning, this isn't in my scriptures that I shared, but I, this text came up this morning, and I just wanted to share it before I even go into my message, and it's Psalms 9, 1, and 2. And I want you to think about the words, I will, what the psalmist wrote. He wrote, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will rec recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exalt you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Coming from the heart, I will. It's a promise. And he gave us a promise. We sang early, his goodness is running. His goodness is running after me. And I've been learning over and over again that eternal life is more than just a get-out-of-hell card mixed with little anticipation regarding a promised life with God in the distant future. To be honest, I struggle with looking at the glass half empty or half full. But by God's grace and mercy, it is living and experiencing life now and forevermore in its fullest according to the presence of God flowing from within, filling us with everything God is full of. Jesus lived his life on earth as a man empowered by the life of his Father that lived within him. As Christians, followers of Jesus, we should be walking the same way. Jesus said, I am in this world, but not of this world. The world's way does not dictate how I must live and respond to life. Jesus did nothing of himself. He only did what the Father told him to do. And the Father in him did the work that needed to be done in order to make it happen. John 17, 2 and 4 says, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. 
I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Everything that Jesus did and said pointed to the life of the Father that was within him. When people saw Jesus, they saw the Father. That is one of my greatest prayers as a missionary. When we give out supplies or harvest from our farm, that they don't see me and Crosby as the provider, but they see the Father. When we help with the school supplies or outreaches in the community and church, they don't see us, but the Father within us. Life eternal is all about knowing the truth about who God is and walking in his presence according to that truth. We daily need to be in communion through prayer, meditating on the word, and recognizing his presence wherever we may be. Now that brings it all down to us. What is, that, what is it that God has called us to do? Jesus said in John 1:4, In me is life, the life of my Father, eternal life. And that life is me, is the light of men. And John 6, 57, As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so that he that eateth me shall he live by me. We are in the world, but not of the world. We live our life by the Spirit of God that lives within us. He tells us what to do and say, and the Father does the work. I constantly have to remind myself of a scripture that says, not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. We are simply here to do what Jesus did, to live out the life that has been deposited in us and to pass that same life on to those that we encounter. Crosby's constantly saying something his mother taught him from young. Lord, make me a blessing to someone today. We are created in the image of God for a purpose. In Genesis 1.28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth on the earth. We are here to multiply the presence of God on the earth. Not only were we created to take dominion over everything that God created. Now, how are we going to do that in this hostile environment? God is spirit. And we must walk with him in spirit and truth. We cannot take dominion by doing things the way the world would do. We take dominion by giving away the father that has been planted in each one of us. We are here to reveal God for who he is to the world. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, 
and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. At the beginning, I spoke about how I struggle looking at the glass half empty or half full. When I'm walking in the Spirit and not on myself, I see the glass half full. But when I get in the flesh, I see it half empty. Maybe you've been struggling to be your own provider, your source, your comforter, your strength, or whatever. May I encourage you through my testimony that God is faithful. God is more than enough. A God that can never fail. Trust him no matter how crazy it may seem. Last November, our van broke down again. It has been a vital tool of our ministry for us personally. We had already invested over $10,000 in repairs in the, since we purchased it, and it was only three years. After prayer, we felt like God told us not to invest any more in it and sell it as it is. But we now have the dilemma of no transportation. We've been praying for a vehicle and asked God to help and provide us as we had no money saved to purchase any vehicle. In December, while praying, God asked me, Sally, what do you need? In reality, our need changed after COVID. We needed something to deliver the harvest of the produce and fruits that we planted. Something that was reliable, and I felt like God told me a truck. So I began to pray for a truck. But then God reminded me of a book that I had read by Dr. Yonggi Cho, The Fourth Dimension. And in that book, he says, pray specifically. So I began to pray for a 2020 or newer truck, automatic, diesel, 4x4, air conditioning, backup screen and sensors, alarm covering the back, alarm, a covering for the back of the truck, USB outlets, up to the collar of brown. God said brown stands for humbleness and for servanthood, and we would be using the truck not just for ourselves, but for the service through the delivery of food, school supplies, and missions. Daily, I prayed for the truck, and when I would see a truck pass me on the road when I was riding on the bus or in a taxi, I would say, thank you, God, for my truck. In January, our first community prayer and fasting, God spoke to me and said, change is coming. Our first work team arrived shortly after. This was the first team in over five years. They all had, their others had been scheduled, but canceled due to a national strike, sickness, and then COVID hit. I felt like something broke in the spirit realm, and again, God said, change is coming. As I realized that I was not trusting in God and looking at the glass half empty, trying to do things in my own strength and abilities, my faith began to waver. How are we going to get a truck? We have nothing saved. I was reminded when God called me to full-time ministry, and I quit my job, which was the stable income of our family, taking that step of faith completely, surrendering and trusting him. 
God has provided miraculously for us over the years. Our God is not going to ask or call us to do something and just leave us to ourselves or out in limbo. He is faithful. He is God. I continue to pray and sing almost daily the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With everything that I am able, I am going to sing of the goodness of God. After the team and my sister left, we stopped at an Azuzu dealership in Guapolis. And from our experience with our last two vans, we decided to only buy from a dealership. I told the salesperson what we were praying for in a truck. And he said, we just had a truck sale and we have no used trucks for sale, only 20, 23, and 24 models. What I was praying for was a basic truck and all they had were models fully loaded with all the extras. They would not even had any basic models until this October. Plus, I would have to pay extra for some of the things I wanted on my list, and they do not have brown trucks. Their loan plans were very high and for eight years, and I went home very frustrated. I prayed and I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't want to get a loan for that amount of money. I don't want the giving to affect or take away from the mission of hearts and hands for Jesus. They don't have what I've been praying for and I need. But I continued praying and thanking God for my truck whenever I passed a pickup truck. Then Kairos Bible College graduates came and met with local pastors for a dinner and prayer. And they divided up and prayed for the different pastors. And when the first group finished praying for Crosby and I, one of the ladies looked at me and said, what are you asking God for right now? I told her about the truck and how we are without transportation, and it is a tool of our ministry. Then one of the groups said, have you told God exactly what you want? And I said, yes. And I proceeded to tell them what I wanted. But I said, we have no money saved to purchase a truck. And they told me there are no brown trucks, so I guess I want a blue one. So we prayed together in agreement, and after praying, one of the women said, your brown truck is coming, God will provide, and it is already done. Believe. That Sunday, a group of the team ministered in our church. One of the men looked at me while giving his testimony and said, God is going to bless you. And that moment, in my spirit, faith rose up. And I confessed, and I received, and I believed for that blessing. That week, I had to go to Guapolis again, which is about two hours from Limon on business. And our daughter, Wendy, took me, and I asked her if we could stop by the Nissan dealership so we, to see what trucks and financial options they had. We spoke to the salesman, and he actually spoke in English, which was a real blessing for me. I told him what I was praying for, and again, they just had a truck fare, and there were no used vehicles, but they had a 2023 basic truck with the list I was asking for. He said they were on sale because the dealership had not taken off the sale price. He said, let's go talk. 
things were on my list, but not on the basic truck list, he offered at no additional cost. Where the other dealership was going to charge me for those additional things, and it was $10,000 less than the Isuzu truck. He then asked me what color I wanted, and I told him, I guess blue, because there are no brown trucks. And he looked at me and said, we have coffee bean brown. <laughs> at that moment, God spoke to me and said, why are you wavering when you have been asking for a brown truck? And I immediately, right there in the dealership, prayed and asked God for forgiveness. The salesman said, you would need to put $500 down to hold the sale price. I was honest, and I told him we had no money for a truck. How long would they hold it until I would know what finances we would need? He said three months, and the money would be refunded after the three months if the sale did not go through. So I went home and I spoke to Crosby, and in faith, we deposited $500, which was our housing allowance and food money and bill money for the next month. I continued to pray and sing of the goodness of God and his faithfulness. And I must admit, again, looking at the glass half empty or half full, my faith began to waver. But every time it began to waver, God spoke. And that week, I received a prophetic word from a young woman. And she said, and this is what it said, Sally, I am a God that saves, protects, and provides. I don't take my job lightly. I don't give just barely enough. But I am a God that oversupplies my children. Your desire for a truck will never compare to my desire to want to bless you above what you can even imagine. It's my greatest desire to take care of your every need. I called you to Costa Rica not to just barely make it, but to show the people what it means to be in covenant with me. You belong to me, and I take care of my people. Trust me. Thank me for providing, because it's what I love to do. I don't need your help. I just need you to believe. Abba. I continued to thank God for my truck whenever I passed a truck. That week, we had a board meeting, and I wrote a letter asking friends and family with the collaboration of our board for donations towards the truck above the giving to hearts and hands for Jesus. I expressed again I did not want it to take away from our ministry. The board members also shared with families and friends, and notices of donations began to come in at our monthly prayer and fasting. A friend, a guest minister came from San Jose, and I shared with him and his wife, and he said, Sally, I'm going to pray above that. God did this for us, and I'm praying and believing that God will not only provide for the purchase of the truck, but everything needed or expenses for the truck. License, inspection, repairs, tires, diesel, whatever, that it will not come out of your pocket. We then had our next board meeting, and we were amazed about the amount of donations that had started to come in. I shared what Pastor Rossman had prayed for, God to provide every expense for the truck. People had written and said they were going to make donations, and we all prayed and gave God thanks for what he's doing. 
The Tuesday after our board meeting, I checked my email, and there was a, man, a letter there from his, this man and his wife. He had written, said, that he had written to me on Saturday, but I hadn't responded, and he was writing again. I never received that email. He and his wife had prayed and felt like God told them to purchase a truck, and he wanted to know how to send the money. I began to shake and weep. I called our treasurer and got the information for the wire transfer, and that next day, the money was transferred. I couldn't stop crying for days. I didn't sleep for nights. I just continued to praise and thank God. Our entire board was as shocked as what we were, what had God had done. We held a virtual communion and Thanksgiving service. I am still amazed of this miracle and still grasping about what God has done and is doing in my life. I called the dealership and told them we would be purchasing the truck. The salesman said he would send me the forms to fill out for a loan. I told him we did not need a loan, that God had completely provided for the truck. This miracle was a testimony to all of them at the dealership. Exactly seven months from when I began praying, the number seven meaning completion, we received the truck. Through all of this, I've been, re been reminded that our God is, is a faithful God and not only supplies our needs, but he gives us more than enough. We see throughout scriptures in John 6, Jesus blessed the fish and the bread to feed the 5,000. There were 12 baskets full of extra food. Jesus had to tell his disciples to pick up the extra. We need to look for the extra God supplies. God gives more than to empower us to enter into his rest. The widow asked Elisha for help. She borrowed jars for multiplying the oil. And if we look at 2 Kings 4, 6, and 7, it says, When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There's not one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. Then, Jesus came and told, then she came and told the man of God, Elisha said, go and sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. God provided more than enough to pay the debt and allow the family to enter into rest. God not only provided for the purchase of the truck, but for the more than enough. As I've shared my testimony with others, they have seen the power of God for those who believe and are in covenant with him. As I said earlier, we are simply here to do what Jesus did, to live out a life that has been deposited in us and pass that same life on to those that we encounter. Through all this, it's stretching my faith and my prayer life to believe in a new dimension. If God is calling you to do something beyond you, remember he didn't ask you to pay for it or to use your own strengths or abilities. He asked you to believe, to step in faith and walk in spirit and truth. Our God is good. He is faithful. And he gives more than enough. Now to him 
who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sally, for that encouraging word. There's a lot that we could reflect on there. and Your personal story of perseverance and prayer is a challenge to me <laughs> this morning, not giving up and continuing to praise God even when the answers aren't coming. We're going to share communion this morning, and um, this is a perfect uh, reminder of God's goodness and God's love for us. If y'all bow your heads with me, I'm just going to say a prayer over this time. God, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. We thank you for Sally's testimony and the way that, God, she reminds us that you are, are a good God and that you want to give good things to your children. And so, God, I pray that we could continue to persevere in our prayer continue to not give up, and continue to come to you, Lord, with our needs and the things that we want. And God, we also know that, that at times we don't understand why sometimes it takes a long time, and sometimes it seems that we don't know ever when you're going to answer these prayers. And God, I just pray that you would help us to have faith even in that darkness as well, and trust, God, that you are a good God and that you do have a plan, <laughs> and, and help us to trust in that plan. And God, we just are so grateful that, that you died for us, that you came and walked among us, that you were willing to go all the way uh, to the cross because of your great love and for this purpose that you had to see this world redeemed. So every week, God, we come together and we remember that and we reflect on your goodness. We experience you through this communion. God, we pray you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon this bread and this juice, that it would be for us the body and blood of Christ, that you would fill us up this morning in a fresh, in a new way, that we would leave here feeling uh, more confident in your goodness and in your love, and that we would leave here trusting, perhaps just a little bit more even, uh, in, in your goodness as our loving parent who wants us uh, to have joy and fulfillment in our lives. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being there for us pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite those who are helping me serve communion to come on up to the front. We take communion at Embrace by, you'll form two lines down the center aisle. As you come forward, I encourage you to have your hands open to receive uh, the bread and the juice. Your server will rip off a piece of bread for you, and then they will dip it in the cup for you, and they'll place it in your hand. Um, there are Kleenexes if you need those, and there's hand sanitizer here as well. Just give me just a moment, and I'll invite you to come up. We do have gluten-free options if you need that. Just let your server know. And we also have communion in the back. If you would prefer to take that back there um, to avoid kind of the crowd, that's okay. 
Um, and those are prepackaged communion elements in the back of the room. So you're welcome to go back there if you would like. Um, but I invite you to come um, as you feel uh, ready to come. me. Your goodness is 
is running after is running after me with my life laid down i'm surrendered now i give you Is running after, is running after me. Your goodness is running after, is running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Cause all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am. prepare your hearts to receive the benediction. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.